Welcome to the Social Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and I'm a social media consultant, personal branding strategist, and Elon Musk super fan. Each week, you're going to learn through quick tip episodes, guest expert trainings, and business owner interviews, the perspective, insight, and strategies you need to align your business goals with your marketing efforts and make social media work for you. So let's get to class. Well, hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Scholars Podcast. Uh, Okay, I just got done re-listening to this week's episode with Anna Gray, who is a Facebook group expert. So you are going to get so much out of this one, whether you're thinking about starting one, she'll give you some things to, to think about, whether it's a good fit for you or not, and then how to get started. And then also, if you have one, but maybe have been discouraged or just not seeing a lot of growth, you're going to learn a ton about how to change that. So Anna is a mom of two, and then she is also an OR nurse a couple days a week in the afternoons and evening. So in all of her spare time, um, she has dedicated her efforts and work to teaching others how to build, not just how to build Facebook groups, but how to build real communities. So, you know, whether you are interested in starting a Facebook group or not, if you have some place on the internet where you are building a community, I still think you're going to learn a lot from this because at the end of the day, Facebook groups, just like Instagram, just like email, just like YouTube, you know, insert the platform is really just a tool. It's a piece of technology to help you connect with people, build meaningful relationships, share value, um, get, get to know people to build, to build your business, um, and to, um, hopefully make other people's lives easier, better in some way with what you have to offer. And so she obviously is a ginormous advocate for Facebook groups for a lot of reasons. And you've probably noticed, um, if you've been hanging out on Facebook at all, that Facebook itself is putting a lot of time, money, resources into getting the word out about Facebook groups, promoting them. They ran a Facebook ad during the Super Bowl. Um, Last summer when Mark Zuckerberg did his kind of state of the state of the union on Facebook, he said groups was going to be one of their top priorities. You've probably seen that with just, you know, the interface, your dashboard groups are a big part of big part of that very easily seen now um, a lot easier to manage too so they're just continuing to develop that so it looks like um, with you know the the decrease in engagement and the amount of times your Facebook page might be seen it's it, the conversation seems to be mo- moving over into these private communities private Facebook groups so Anna is going to teach us how to make those Facebook groups work for us. And then just more importantly, how to build thriving communities that 
um, not only you as the host get to connect with and share with, but also create an environment where other people can get value by connecting with other peers, um, learning from other people, being inspired by what other people are doing, um, and you just simply being the facilitator of that, being being the host and bringing people together. Um, so she lays out the why, the how, and then lots of really important tangible tips that you'll want to take advantage of and start to implement um, as soon as you hear this. And they're easy. They're, they're easy things that you can start to implement as soon as you hear this. So um, without further ado, enjoy this week's episode with Anna Gray on everything you need to know about starting your Facebook group. This computer. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Scholars Podcast. Today, we are getting into a topic we have not touched on at all, which so I'm so excited about with Anna Gray, who is a Facebook group guru for coaches, online business owners, and um, consultants to help them engage with an audience, create an engaged audience and grow their audience. And I cannot wait to get in today to talk about all the things with Anna. So welcome, Anna. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. I'm very (laughs) happy to be here. I'm super excited. I know. So, you know, to start a Facebook group or not start a Facebook group, and then all these questions I hear myself and I've had personally. Um, So this is going to be such a great discussion. But before we get into it, tell us a little bit more about what exactly, how exactly you help people use Facebook groups and like why we should even pay attention to Facebook groups. Sure. Yeah. I'll give you a little bit of background. Uh, So I... uh... I'm busy, right? I am a mom. I'm a nurse. I work full time in the operating room. I decided 10 years ago to build a bit health and fitness business while doing all of that. So I built a health and fitness business. It was a network marketing business and I built it to six figures using Facebook groups. And when I reached a point in that business where I was like, you know what? I can't work out one more time in front of the camera. I really would like to use what I've learned and what I feel like I'm good at in something else. You know, I'd really like to to move forward also building a new business, right, from scratch. So I said, what was I good at? What what were the things that that helped me build this online business while working full-time and being a mom? And it was Facebook groups. I literally built my six-figure business using Facebook groups. And I thought, you know what? Nobody's teaching Facebook groups. I know them inside and out, and I am a total Facebook group geek. So, and I'm like, I think I'm the only Facebook group geek out there that actually gets excited about Facebook groups. I've discovered in the last two years. So, I pivoted my business two years ago, and I just focused on reaching online entrepreneurs, coaches, um, and course creators on how to build Facebook groups and why to build Facebook groups and whether or not you should build Facebook groups. So I can talk Facebook groups all day and that's really where I'm at today. So, okay. So why should, and, and I, uh, first of all, I just don't want to skim over this, but I love that. Cause a lot of times people are like, yeah, what, what should I do? Like what sort of business should I start? Or I want to make a pivot to, and just simply asking yourself the question, what am I good at? What have I done? That's exactly what I did. I what do I like to do? Myself. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So your thing is Facebook groups. Why should somebody consider starting a Facebook group? Cause like you said, it could, it could be just another thing on the list. It could be a lot of work. You're saying, um, you obviously have had a lot of success with this. Why are, have Facebook groups been successful for you and why should somebody else start their own? It's a great question. It's, it's one of the biggest questions I get is, should I start a Facebook group? I have a business or I'm starting a business and should I have a Facebook group? You know, my gut instinct is I should, but I have no idea what I'm doing and it just feels like it's one more thing. So here's my take on why you should have a business, uh, why you should have a Facebook group. And I, and I, I did a video recently that I said, you know, basically if you're a brick and mortar business, Facebook groups don't necessarily make sense. Okay. It's really hard to build a community around your brick and mortar business. It's possible, but it, it, it doesn't really make sense. Every other business besides for a brick and mortar business, a Facebook group makes complete sense. And here's why we all want to build audiences, right? We all want to build email lists. We all, you know, are on social media. We're all meeting people on either Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or Snapchat or now TikTok. We all want to build these communities around us right? Around what we, our superpower is. How, how are we going to help them? How are we going to help our future customers or our current customers if we don't build this engaging community? Well, in the past, Facebook pages were the place to build communities because it was free and people built amazing communities on pages. Well, times have changed. Now, Facebook pages are really a pay-to-play environment. So for anyone that says you can build a community on a Facebook page, they probably already have built a Facebook page community before the algorithm changes changed and before it really was this pay to play environment. So Facebook has given us a gift, a free gift to build this community around us and our superpower, right? So, whether you're a coach, a, a, a course creator, any sort of online entrepreneur, I have, I have online entrepreneurs that are doing so many different things that are in my group. And it's so much fun to watch. I just did an interview for my own podcast yesterday with an author, a writer who teaches other authors how to edit their books. You know, like I so far out of my comfort zone because I'm not a great writer. So it's intriguing to me, but she's built this amazing community around that because she is selling a course now. So really, and I've got another um, awesome group member who was um, in one of my, uh, in my course, who is a auto racing sponsor, like guru. It's a woman and she teaches men how to get sponsorship for auto racing and she's got a facebook group like everybody should have a facebook group uh, yeah because i've it, seen her in your group and that hey, is so yes. cool so cool it's, it's it's so cool and so i like my favorite thing is to find new people that have different different types of businesses right because you really can your goal is to build an audience 
right? How, are we, how else are we going to sell a product or service if we don't have an audience listening to what we have to say? So you can use Instagram, which obviously you're like a major guru at Instagram, and build a community over there. But sustaining that community over time is really where Facebook groups come in. You can really leverage your relationships in a community where you don't have to work as hard. Like I said, I'm a really busy person, like we all are. I don't have to, the time to spend to hustle all the time. So if I cultivate these relationships in a community, I don't have to work as hard. I just can show up and be me and people know what I'm about. So when it comes time that they're ready to commit further, they already know where to go because they've spent time in my, in my community. So really that's, that's why I'm such a big advocate of communities and such a big advocate of saying that it is not just one other thing. It is actually there to help you. So changing that mindset is really the biggest shift for anybody that's wondering whether or not they should build a Facebook group or not. It does take time, but it's a mindset. Oh, totally. Totally. You might get into what I'm about to say when I ask you my next question. But the other thing that I think is so cool that you do such an amazing job at, and it's so valuable if other people can pull this off too, is not just people connecting with you and you connecting with other people, but you're connecting other people with other people. Like I've met some really cool people inside of your group that I'm getting value from because you've created a space to have people connect and talk with one another. Um, so that's a, that was a big value for me too. Um, so when somebody's starting a Facebook group, one of the biggest questions that I hear or hesitations, and I don't know if I'm sure you hear some version of this is, okay, well, like, what would I say? Like, what do I say in my group versus what I say on Instagram stories versus what I say on my page versus what I say in an email? What's your guidance for what type of content is shared in a group? Okay. It's a great question because we're talking about, you know, content creation and engagement. Obviously, if we want to create content, then we want to create engaging content. Um, so I think people get hung up with being perfect in a group, right? Having the perfect thing to say in a group. So here's how I view the Facebook group versus the outside world. So you're attracting people from different places, okay? So like my Kate, the, my race car Kate, you know, I don't know. I think she, she attracts new people into her group from YouTube videos, right? And then there's Instagram. And so you've got this like, I don't want to say copy perfection, but you have, your message has to be very clear because you're really reaching a cold audience. So when they join your group, they've already gotten past that cold perfection message and they're in your group and they're in the community. This is your opportunity to just be you and to not be perfect. I am the, the least perfect person in my community. I am literally just hanging out with my peeps. So if you can picture yourself hanging out with your peeps, this is my, my, uh, my claim to fame here. This is my campfire. You're sitting around a campfire with your six most favorite people that you want to do business with, or maybe that you already are doing business with. You're literally sitting around a campfire 
And I talked to um, your friend, Melinda, yesterday, and she was like, oh my God, your campfire method is so cool. But make it glamping. I was like, okay, so now we're sitting around a glamping campfire, which may look a little bit different than the initial campfire, but same thing holds true. Your most favorite online entrepreneurs, for in my case, your most favorite future customers, and you're just hanging out and chatting and talking about life and talking about the things that you can relate to, right? Like you and I can relate to a lot of things. So we could sit around and just chat, right? And what does that do? That brings us back to the conversation because we enjoy hanging out and we enjoy the conversation and the discussion. And really your content is built around discussion and conversation. That's what gets people to show up. Yes, you're, you're sharing tips and you're sharing your superpower, but that's great on the days that your group members need that. But maybe today they don't need that. I use this example. My husband's a realtor, okay? So he sells houses. Do, do you really want to talk about houses all day long? Let's just say he has a Facebook group, right? He wants to build a community around his community. And is it going to be a very valuable community? But maybe those members aren't ready to sell their house or buy a house today. So how are you going to keep them showing up? Are you really going to, they're not going to show up if you're talking about real estate every day because they don't need it today. But if you can relate to on, on another level where it's like, oh yeah, the new Greek restaurant that's opening up down the, on the corner. Have you seen the signs? Has anybody ever been to that? You know, like having a discussion around it where it is related, but it's not related really keeps people coming back for more. So if you get the out of the mindset of like, I got to throw out content and be this information dumper, that's what your blog is for. That's what your YouTube, that's what your IGTV is for. Your community is about discussion and built around discussion. So it's okay if you're the only one talking because typically I'm the only one talking and I have no problem with that. And I never have. And that's why I've been able to build a successful business in a community because people get hung up with they're the only ones talking. It's okay. As long as you're leading the discussion, people know you're the leader. People know where to come to. Right? Yes. Yes. But when you're talking, when you're starting the conversation, then you have you, then people follow. Exactly. Then they're exactly. jumping in. Yeah. So those comments and even the lurkers that don't comment or like are still just as valuable. Facebook sees that in the algorithm. They see them coming to the group. It shows up in your insights. You may think that nobody's commenting or liking, but I'm telling you that your active members are much higher than you think they are if you're creating that discussion in that conversation because they're showing up but they just may not be interacting. And I don't know how many groups you're in, but I'm in a lot. And I don't interact in every group, right? I see, I scroll, I like in my head, but I don't necessarily like the put, right? But I'm an active member. So throw out the whole, like these people aren't liking or commenting or engaging. So I'm going to kick them out of the group. I can't stand that. I'm sorry. I can't stand that. Um, If they're not showing up to the group, yeah. But if they're showing up to the group and they're showing up as an active member, that they're active still. Yeah. They hold value. 
They absolutely hold value because I have had people that have closed their groups and they get messages. I'm so sad that you closed my group. And the person that closed the group was like, well, this person never showed up. Well, actually they did. You didn't realize it. So there's value in that. So yes, having that discussion and that conversation helps, right? Because they can see. And the other thing is, is that your members want to relate to each other right? You even said it. You, you've connected with other members of my group because you can relate or you need what they have, right? So the lurkers are trying to connect, even though it may not seem like that. They're really trying to connect because they're reading and they're scrolling and they're trying to see what they have in common. People are watching, even if you don't Absolutely. think that they are. Absolutely. Yes. They're yes. just as valuable. Okay. So I want to, I'm going to ask you a super tangible question. And, um, I only know the answer to this because it impacted my own Facebook group. Um, but you had, you had shared a tip about, um, the need to make sure that you are in control of your group. Like people know, and not in control, but that people know you're the leader of this group. And you shared the best tip that just went wild when I shared it in my own group. Um, and I know you had similar responses in yours. Could you tell us what that is and why it's important to make sure that we're seen as the leader of that group? Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Um, And you've impacted my group because of taking that to the next level. And I'm going to share that as well Um, because you started a trend. So what Sarah's talking about is you've been in groups that are probably, you know, thousands and thousands of people and it's super active and there's lots of conversation going on. And that's actually what most people compare their future group to, like putting the cart before the horse, but they exist. Okay. Some of my, some of my students have big groups. Well, their banner page of their group is simply the title of their group, right? So after time and all of these conversations that go on, people forget who actually started this group. And I'm a perfect example of that as well. Years ago, I thought this would be a great way to, to, uh, build a community and bring in potential customers uh, in the health and fitness business. So when Oprah and Deepak started their meditation series, the very first season they did this, I opened a group and I named it Oprah Deepak meditation, whatever the title was of their, of their um, program. And uh, this group just flooded with people and flooded with people. And I was just too much for me to handle. I met the most amazing people in that group. And, um, to this day, I'm still friends with them, but I lost control of that group because nobody knew who the heck started this group. They just assumed that it was Deepak and Oprah that started this group, which is pretty cool. Right. It is. Yeah. But I didn't know. This is why I do Facebook groups because I've failed many times and I've learned many times. So that's a perfect example. I got so many thousands of people and it probably still exists, but I bounced out of there a few years ago because I lost control of the group. Nobody knew that I actually started the group. And that was the biggest mistake I could have done was not keep my name and face at front and center, even though there's all this discussion. So It's really important to have your banner. Yes, have the title of your group so people know what, you know, what to expect in the group, but please put your face on the banner. 
so that people know there is actually a leader of this group. So when your group becomes this massive conversation mecca, people know that you started the group. People know that you're the leader of the group. People know who to go to. And then when things kind of go array, which they may because you have so many people, but not the way I teach it, um, they'll know you, you can say, you could put your foot down and say, Hey, these are the rules. This is what I expect. Blah, blah, blah. This is my group. And there will be no question. So it's a big, 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 uh, branding piece too. You know, you're there, you're, you're not wasting your time. You're there for a reason. People need to know that you're there for a reason. So it's very important to put your picture in your banner page. And my favorite thing every couple of months is to sh everybody share the banner page. And, you know, we, I, I get it all the time is that it's like, okay, uh, I got to change it, you know, and it, it's refreshing. It's hard to do. Sometimes people have a hard time putting their face up there, but makes a world of difference. Yeah. So just from like, I'm, I'm constantly learning myself. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I selfishly wanted to start it, start this specific podcast because I love social media, but there's so much still to learn. And I hadn't ever thought about it that way. And my group was like, I even I, now I forget it hasn't even been that long, but I kind of forget even what my image was. It was just like this, these pretty photos and like the name of the group. And then I read that and I was like, Oh yeah, I need to put my face up there. So I switched it in Canva. I mean, it, there's, it just makes it so easy. There's so many yeah, tools it's now. It's very easy to do, but I'm going to share taking it to the next level because you can take credit for this. So I happen to pop on your page and I see in your featured image kind of the same thing where it's, it's not a banner picture, but it is, you know, a, a, an image uh, about your group and you, and it's very warm and inviting. And the reason that that's so important is that when you're active in other groups and you're networking with other people, just like you're networking in my group with other people, which I absolutely love, it's my favorite thing, they go to your personal page, it's just natural. Who is this person? They see that front and center. So I give you credit for that because now that I'm gonna be sharing that from here on out because when I noticed that on your page, I had to share that. And so many people went and changed their profile to, to, to do just that. So I have to give you major kudos for that. So I know, you, took, and you took the banner to the next level. Next I leveled it. it. I know. I, and I got yeah. that from somebody else in a different, in a different way, but I was like, yeah, I want people to go because, and, and we're talking about there's, um, and I didn't even know that I like, I didn't realize that I wasn't even using it. Or a lot of times you just have like random featured photos underneath mm -hmm. your photo. It's actually way more evident on your cell phone, which is where most people are jumping onto social media. Um, and it's like right underneath your profile, you have like featured photos. Some people have, I think like nine, you can have up to nine. Yeah. Um, but what we're talking about is having just a single one, one. that directs people. That's like a version of your profile or of your Facebook group cover photo, a version of that with the dimensions. And then you can add a link in the comments there. So people know where to go to your group, or they can at least see you have a group because like Anna was saying, this was something that I was going to get into is, um, if you are active in other groups, it's nice for people to be able to like easily see, Oh, who is this person? What do they do? Versus like having to like 
sort around and most people won't, they'll just kind of give up. Like, I, I don't know. I see mm -hmm. photos of your family, which isn't bad, but like, what do you do? What are you doing in this group kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit to another question, um, or maybe a concern sometimes people have is selling inside their group. Um, what is that something we should be doing? And if so, what are some things we need to be thinking about when we share our offers inside our own groups? It's a great question. It actually is probably one of the hardest questions I've ever had to answer. Because in the past, I was so afraid to sell, right? And I ended up selling having a Facebook groups, but I wasn't selling in my group. And so it's kind of the answer to that is no, you don't sell in your group. You don't. And you're like, well, then how do I monetize the group? Right. You, those discussions and those engaging questions really, really bring in that no like, and trust factor. Okay. So you're 90%, you're just talking about life and business and help and you're, you're supporting your members. So when it comes time to sell, it's only natural that they're going to show up for you. And I, I'm going to use myself as an example. If you take my Facebook group, I very rarely talk about something that I'm selling. Like never. I'm just there to support the discussion. And really you guys, your group, your group builds your product or service. If you have those discussions, and I, and I had this conversation on this podcast yesterday, this author, writer was building a course and she didn't even realize, I asked her, so did, did you build your course around the discussions that you had in your group? And she was like, no, wait a minute. Yeah, I did. Like oh. all of my content is based around the conversations that were, we were having in the, in the group. So your group is really that market research space, the space where you can build that no like, and trust factor so that when you develop your product or service, it takes time to be able to share your product. I have no problem right now telling people about my challenge coming up. I have no problem about mentioning my upcoming launch of my product because I never talk about it until now, because I've really cultivated the relationships and the community. And yeah, why would I be doing this for free, right? So people know that you have something to sell. They don't need to hear it every day. You really, really are selling your product or service when you're talking and having conversations and showing up for people. Like when you show up for people, it's, if you've ever heard that, and I'm sure you have, you've heard the term that it takes, it used to take like six or seven touch points for you to convert into a sale, right? If you're showing up for people and you're having those conversations on a daily basis, how many touch points have you had? Well, more than six. So that when it does come time to sell, either mentioning it in your group it's not this like, I've got this product, I've got this product, I've got this product. Really, honestly, you guys, your emails should sell your product because your emails should be, it should be a part of your 
Facebook group strategy so that you leave that sell, sell, sell out of your group. Yes, you can bring it up, but you're there to support people. You're there to show up for people. It's, they are going to convert naturally because you've had so many touch points when it comes time to selling, but it is not a place to sell. It is, and again, that is, you can sell, but it's not a place to sell. Does that make sense? It does. It's almost like, because I, I think too, if you think of selling as being a service, it's like you've built this audience that knows like, and trust you. So there probably are some people, I guarantee there's people in your group that are like, okay, like what else does she have? Like what, mm -hmm. el how else could I be helped? And so mm -hmm. you're simply like, Hey, this is what I have going on. And also I think it's still beneficial. I I'm never offended by it the way that you do it because I'm kind of like, Oh, what's Anna up to? Oh, she has a challenge. So you're also kind of showing behind the scenes in your group as well as talking about it, which is like so genius. Um, so I don't know. If it's about, and, and, and I couldn't tell you that it, I'm not a copywriter. I'm not a writer by any means, but it is about weaving in it in the discussion. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. I know examples are really helpful. So on this interview podcast interview yesterday, we were talking about conversation starters. Okay. I'm going to tell you that is a product that I have. It's conversation starters. I don't talk about it often. I don't actually create it anymore, but conversation starting is hard. Okay. But I'm going to give you an example of a conversation starter. So yesterday I happened to change my camera and my microphone and my blah, blah, blah. So I was getting on a call and I couldn't, or Sarah, you with your, with your screen, right? It's a conversation. Oh my gosh, you guys, I got on this podcast call and my headphones weren't working. My mic wasn't working. I felt so bad. It took me 10 minutes to get my stuff together. Have you ever done that? Can you relate to that? You know, tell me your story, right? Right there is a content piece that you can easily relate to your members of your group. You're not teaching, you're not information dumping. You're develop, it's very easy for them to answer, right? Yes, totally, I can relate, I can relate, I can relate. And then they start to share more. And then you also get to know more about your members. Have they, have they gone live? Oh yes, they have. Oh. So, so creating conversations about daily, daily happenings. So then again, in my next phone call with my uh, author, um, her cat jumped up on her desk, right? And it was like, I just, we just kept going. So today I brought her into this discussion in the group about just having the interview it was cool. And she said, you're, you're going to laugh because I actually, my conversation starter post was about my cat jumping on my desk and it was a brilliant post, but it was just, that's what happened. And so she said, she got so many comments under, you know, even in my own group, people said, yes, you know, my cat jumps on my computer all the time. So that is engaging content. It is not it is not a, ta a, you know, a tactic or a strategy or a tip or a hack. It's really, you're just sharing something in common and people can relate. And, and it's really easy to engage in content like that. So if you think of your day, you share, it's very easy to, 
yeah. to, to not overthink it. Totally. Yeah. I, and I have definitely been guilty of like overthinking like, oh, and, and spending maybe too much time, like sharing like a content driven type of post. Um, somebody shared something, an analogy, and you might've heard this before where like your Facebook page is like the, the, like the business conversation. What'd you say? I call it the billboard. The billboard. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's a great one. And then like the, the, um, the Facebook group is like the conversation you're going to have in your living room, um, yes. which is why I love your glamping analogy. That is yeah. so good. And that's, that's so easy room. to think of like, okay, here's the lens now for how I write these posts. I'm writing it like I'm at a campfire um, mm-hmm. at a really cute cabin mm-hmm. um, with lots of bug spray, um, but <laughs> at a shower, at, at a shower, indoor plumbing. <laughs> but um that's so helpful. That is so helpful. Like that was one of my biggest takeaways from today. Um, because I do think like we can, we can just basically do the same thing that we're doing on our pages where we're just sharing content and it's a, it's a completely different dynamic from what I'm hearing you say. It's like conversations, what's happening in your day. How can people relate to you? Um, and that's really helpful for me to think of kind of distinguish between, okay, what do I share over here versus what I'm sharing in my group? Yeah. And I'll take that to the, to the next level. When we talk about sales and monetization, how easy is it to weave in your course? Like how many times did I weave in this conversation that I had a podcast that I had, you know, I had beta members, I had a course because I had beta members. Right. So I weaved it in, but I wasn't like, go buy my course or be a part of my challenge. Or it's very easy to weave in that sales. If you're just having a conversation about life, like, yeah, cause that's yeah, what I was you're doing. doing this. Yeah. So you're selling without selling. That is genius. Genius, genius. Um, Okay. So we could, uh, we've, we could go on because I know that there's like engagement questions that you get growth questions. And then I know people have those Um, before I let them know how they can find out, get some of those questions answered, maybe joining your group. Is there anything else from what we've covered today um, that I haven't asked you about that you would want to share to, to kind of feel like this episode is complete? Um, yes. Okay. So what if you have the, a group with your, that are not your ideal clients, customers, right? Why is that? I can tell you why that is in a heartbeat. It is the three questions that you ask your members or your future members before you let them in the group. Okay. Too many people are guilty of just wanting the numbers. They don't care what the answers are. They just add them because they want the numbers. 3,000 members is not as good as 50 members of highly targeted, your perfect glamping customers or potential customers. So it really starts with those three questions. So really utilize those three questions. It's real estate. It's free real estate. You don't have to pay for this, right? You ask smart questions. You use that. You utilize. I have way too many people that say, just type yes below. Don't. That's free space. <laughs> Utilize it. Okay. Don't so yes. don't type yes. Just give and, and they make it easy and make it fun too, because it shows some of your personality. So, so kind of my formula is the, and this will, this will allow you to really niche down to who you want in your group. And then 
the rules, the content, all of that stuff, you don't have to worry about because you have the right people in there just by those three questions. So the first question, where did you find me? And I'll give an example. You could say, where did you find me? Some people may not answer it because it's too hard to, I don't remember, right? Where did you find me? And then say, give them three examples, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. It's much easier for them to come up with an answer if you give them three options. Mm. So where did you find me? It gives you a lot of great information, right? You can see where people are showing up and where your content is being seen. How else are you going to see that? right? You got to go to your Google insights and whatever. That's a number one question. Then the second question is, what is your biggest challenge with you fill in the blank, whatever your, whatever your superpower is, whatever you want to know, what is your biggest challenge with? So for mine, it's what is your biggest challenge with Facebook groups? And I give them three questions because, or three options because typically the answers are one of three things. And then the third question is kind of the bonus question. I've gone in two different directions with this. One originally was making it fun, like French fries or pizza. Mm. Like that shows your personality. And that shows what kind of person is joining your group. Love that. Okay. Oh, I'm in love with That's that. my favorite thing. And honestly, I'm not a big fan of leave your email in the, in the box below. Okay. And the reason why it's not GDPR compliant, how are you going to prove that that person agreed to opt into your email list? You can't. So don't do it. And the other option is if you put the link to your opt-in in that third question, they can't click on it. If it's a really super easy one, then go for it. And I've had people, when they remove that, they said, well, I didn't get as many email opt-ins. That's, that, that's your judgment call. But that third question, make it fun. For me, I say, what is the name of your Facebook group? Because I want to know and I want to check it out, right? So I use that third question for more market research. But in the past, I've used it for a really fun question because it really shows what kind of personalities are coming into the group. And if they don't answer the question, then I know that maybe they're not so fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't want and to when know. I, when, when they don't answer the questions, this is key. When they don't answer the questions, let them sit for three or four days. If they don't answer the questions, Facebook reminds them, Hey, there's some questions for you, this group that you wanted to join. If they don't answer the questions, don't just hit decline. Because okay. your group will be comprised of the absolute right people and the people will, you know, will show up, they'll, they won't leave the group and you'll just have that quality over quantity every day if you start with those three questions. So there, that's my. Mm. Oh my God. What a great, I'm so glad I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. I, I need to change one of my questions after this for sure. Um, okay. Well, and like I said, I know that, I know that you get a lot of questions around, yeah, selling in your group, but also growing. How do you engage? And you talk some of that and you just lead by example too, inside your own group. Um, so, and then I know you have some things that you help other people be able to do those things. So tell us where we can find you, where we can hang out with you in your group. And then what do you have going on? Um, that you're, you're sharing right now so you can help people, um, with their Facebook groups. 
Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, okay, so the best place, and this is also a tip as well. Uh, I don't give out my group name because that's where I get my email opt-ins. So in order to get to my group, you can go to ourcommunitycafe.com forward slash workshop. And my group is a workshop. So feel free to use that tip as well. Give yourself a URL. When you go there, you'll opt into the workshop and you will, you will be shown the link to my group. And feel free to join the family and uh, say that you found us, found, found us here. So that's the easiest way to find me. And then I've got an upcoming challenge, which I don't know when this is going to air, but I've got an upcoming five-day uh, double your Facebook group engagement challenge coming up. And I'm launching my course that went really, really well in beta testing. So uh, it's called Mastering the Art of Facebook Groups, and that is coming at the end of January. So really super excited about that because it really has been built around my own community. And so then it's customized. <laughs> I, th I know. And I know you went through like an intensive like beta process, like really honed in on making it the most awesome course yeah. on Facebook groups. You can yeah, make it. it if, cool. if we miss this, um, are you, would you have a, a round two plans? Yeah, I, okay. I definitely will for sure. So the easiest way to know when that's launched is to be part of the group because, okay. you know, I'm in there hanging out. Okay. So we're when it's launched again. So we'll include the link to the, the Facebook group. And I love that you do that. Like such a next level pro tip right there. So, um, well, Anna, this has been awesome. Um, I love hanging out with you at any time, but this has been so jam packed with quick tips and just kind of awesome things to think about. So I so appreciate your time. Um, I know the Thanks listeners will me. too. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, I guess we will see you over in your Facebook group. Great. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Thanks, Anna. Before you go, I have two quick things I want to make sure that you don't miss out on. The first one is being a part of the Social Scholar Study Group, which is a private Facebook group where we're hanging out, looking at behind the scenes. You're getting additional bonus content. You're able to connect with the other listeners, have network opportunities, and occasionally when it works out, we're going to bring back our podcast guests for live interviews to share additional information with us to get your questions answered. So we're going to have a lot of fun over there as well as a ton of value. So be sure and join us in the link below in the show notes. And then secondly, um, I'm learning very quickly that reviews are important for getting the podcast found, reaching other people, helping them help other people by the content um, and the, the guest experts and experiences that they're sharing. And so... I would love it. It would just mean the world to me if you would take time to leave a review and in exchange for that time and energy and effort, because I know you are busy, I'm going to give you the Selling on Social Roadmap as well as the um, social media content launch blueprint, which basically is four weeks of content leading up to your launch so that by the time you're ready to talk about your offer in that week four, people are knowing you, they're liking you, they're trusting you, and they're ready and excited to buy whatever it is you're selling. So you'll get both of those. Just shoot me an email once you've left a review at hello at Sarah Lynn 
co.com. Let me know you've left a review and I will get you your selling on social goodies over to you. Until the next episode, I will see you around social media.